Good morning and welcome to Faithbrook Church. I'm Chrissy Thompson, our Children's and Family Director. We are so glad you're here with us today, whether you're in person here or online. Well, if you're newer here at Faithbrook, we would love to invite you to our discovery. Right here after service for about 15 or 20 minutes, you'll get a chance to meet with our lead pastor, Jim Comfort, and some of our staff here at Faithbrook and get to know a little bit about who we are as a church and why we do what we do. So we look forward to seeing you right after service up front for Discovery. Another exciting thing happening today is our lunch and Legos. We brought it back. We did this last year and we are repeating that again because it was so much fun. Right after service, you can head out um, families with kiddos um, for a light lunch. And then we will be also doing Lego challenges and building and all kinds of Lego fun for all ages, birth and up. So we will have little Legos that um, little babies can play with as well. So we hope to have you join us for that lunch and Legos right after service. Well, let's now welcome our lead pastor, Jim Comfort, as we enter into our week two of Marriage with Benefits. Well, welcome this morning. Uh, we are talking about marriages, and a lot of times marriage is not always easy we see a lot of evidence in this because we see a lot of divorces out there. There's been some really high-profile celebrity divorces. For instance, uh, we're, we all understand about the, the Bradys, right? It, it didn't last very long. There was that uh, he retired from football. She was asking him to retire, and then the rumor was that uh, he unretired. And next thing you know, there was a, a major divorce, and everyone's kind of... Um, saddened by that. I heard that Twitter just had a field day of making jokes about them. We've heard about this very expensive divorce, the Bezos, uh, Jeff and his wife. Uh, man, uh, that was a big split and a lot of money was uh, separated in, in their uh, divorce. We think uh, this sad news a couple of years ago was uh, the Gates bill and um, I believe in Melinda Gates. That was pretty sad. We, we thought they would prevail and always be together, but something went sideways and, and they divorced. And we just continue to see different uh, people being divorced, the celebrities. Uh, this uh, young couple here, Kenyon Thompson, his wife, Christina, beautiful couple, right? Um, married for many years, but they decided they were going to be divorced. Did you hear about Dr. Jen Armstrong? Uh, a real housewives of Orange County. Uh, her and her husband, uh, they decided it wasn't a, a good deal, so they decided to divorce. It's just a beautiful family here. Three lovely kids. Uh, I think of this family. Also, there's another one, uh, Rob Marciano of Good Morning America, this good-looking meteorologist, right? Look at this family. Uh, beautiful smiles, kids. I mean, when you think of families like this, they kind of look like families that would just be like in our neighborhood, right? Someone we work with uh, just down the street. It just kind of makes you scratch your head and say, well, well wasn't they smiling and in love with each other? What went wrong and how could this be? And the truth of the matter is when we see these couples that are split in a divorce, it just breaks our heart. I know it breaks my heart. Uh, these shattered relationship, pain and heartbreak and brokenness that kind of uh, streams down to their kids and their family members and their friends, and they, they hate to see it. I, I think uh, no wonder the next generation doesn't want to get married. Why bother? 
because 40% of the people they looked up to, their marriages didn't last. So why should we go through the hassle and get the legalities of an official marriage when it might not work at all? And it breaks our hearts. It breaks my heart and especially breaks God's heart because God invented the institution of marriage. From the very beginning, he had this dream of a male and a female coming together in a unique way to be committed to each other in a covenant that they were going to navigate and press through life together and enjoy each other and and experience love and maybe have children. And it was going to be a good and beautiful thing. But sin came into this world and there's been heartbreak and divorce and pain throughout the ages. And that's why we were inspired to have this three-part series called Marriage with Benefits. I'm glad that you are, are here today. Welcome to Faithbrook. Maybe you're watching online. Welcome on Faithbrook. And we're just looking at how marriages can have some benefits. And I know all the teenagers in here are so enthusiastic about this series, right? But one day you might get there. I also wanted to just uh, suggest that there are some principles and some teachings, even in this marriage series, that can apply to single people how God is asking us to mature as individuals, um, to, to uh, magnify him, but also to also get us some benefits in our marriages. And the three big benefits we are speaking about is the trust. Last week, we, we talked about this benefit of trust is the foundational benefit of marriage. Uh, trust is a big deal. And a lot of times when there's not trust, there can be breakdown and eventually separation and maybe even divorce. I was doing some research the other day and found an article by Psychology Today, and they looked at uh, eight reasons, top eight reasons why people get divorced. Number one was uh, the people kind of grew apart. They just had different interests and they got bored and why bother? Let's just, let's just separate. Number two was arguments. There's just constant arguments. You ever been there? Sometimes there's over-the-top anger that happens in these arguments. Third one was unfaithfulness. There was a betrayal, an affair. Fourth one was a lack of respect. Man, I just don't respect you anymore. I'm not attracted to you anymore. Uh, five and six were uh, money issues, tensions with how we money, manage money. Six was difficulties in sexual relationships. There's a lot of uh, letdown and hurt there. Number seven was not able to have children. Uh, that's a heavy emotional issue. A lot of blame and complexities there, and it can lead to divorce. Number eight was uh, substance issues. Just too much going on. I, I, you just got some issues. I, I'm not going to live with it anymore, um, and we're going to divorce. Now, these, these issues like drifting apart, Maybe arguments all the time, lack of respect, some of these tensions, you might be able to relate to that. It's very common, right? Almost every marriage deals with some of these aggravating frustrations. And I would submit to you that a lot of marriages inside the church, outside the church, people are just kind of coexisting. Uh, they made great pledges and they were at love at one time, but now life is just sped up and kids are all around them and they can barely have time to just maybe have a conversation with their spouse, and it's just kind of just survival. It's just kind of uh, existing like roommates. Uh, most marriages are today. But could it be that God's heart is, is better than that? Could it be that God invented marriage to have us not just existing, surviving as, as, as two um, spouses, but to have a marriage 
that there's some vibrancy, there's some health, there's some joy, uh, there's some benefits, uh, there's some understanding that there's, there's trust and there's some intimacy there. Well, this morning, I want to take you to another level of, of benefits, and the, it's the benefit of friendship. The benefit of friendship. If marriages are going to thrive and enjoy each other and do life together, it's not only just that foundational level of trust, but also the benefit of being friends. And we find that friendship in marriage requires intentionality, requires some intentionality. Not just good intentions. For most spouses, it's like, well, do you love your, your spouse? Yes. Are you trying? Yes. Do you wish? Yes. I, I have some good intentions, but a lot of times that doesn't build that benefit of friendship. What it takes is some intentional actions. What I'm talking about is some prioritization. Now, for, I, I can relate to this in my own marriage, that a lot of times we just got a lot of good things that we need to keep up with, some responsibilities, and we just assume that we're just hoping that our marriage will just hang in there, right? We pledged to each other, we made a commitment, we got rings on, and, 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 but these are other things that are grabbing our attention, and we do not prioritize and give intention to our marriage, Terry and I found this out through our 34 years of marriage. Uh, I wish I could stand up here and say, man, it's been 34 years of blissful, wonderful marriage. You know, we're, I'm a pastor and everything's just perfect in our relationship. We're always lovey-dovey, kissy-kissy, huggy-huggy, and Jesus is our everything, right? And we're just in love with each other all the time. Well, that would be a lie. Uh, we found after we got married that, hey, we, we got some strong personalities here, right? Uh, there, there's some uh, different uh, personality traits, right? And, and whoa, and, and, and we're, before we know it, there's some clashes, there's some uh, disappointment, there's some frustrations, right? And, and then we kind of bounce back, and there's kind of like a lot of marriages were kind of up and down. Uh, one week we might like each other, next week we're like, can't stand you, right? Uh, somebody asks you, hey, do you, do you love your spouse? Yes, I love my spouse. I'm not sure if I like my spouse, right? Can you relate to that? Ever been there before? And through the years, we, we just kind of had some, some uh, major conversations, right? To say, hey, is this, is, is this what we're going to expect? Um, and, and even maybe uh, the temptation or thought about divorce, you know, that's never been an option in our, in our life. Just our Christian convictions. I made a pledge to God. I made a pledge to God in front of my friends, my family, and I made a pledge to her that this is never going to happen. Thick or thin, we will uh, strive. If we have to just put up with each other, we will, but the divorce is not even on the table. So let's not go there. Uh, we just had to deal with the three rings of marriage. Do you know the three rings of marriage, right? There's an engagement ring, there's the wedding ring, and then there's a suffering, right? And sometimes we're, we're in the ring of suffering. And uh, there's been some times where we're just like, hey, uh, we got to figure this thing out. Um, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So we can just suffer for the rest of our marriage life, or we can find a way to enjoy each other. We can find a better way of marriage. And sometimes that's the path of counseling. Sometimes let's get a third party, someone that can help us to improve our marriage. And some of you have been to marriage counseling. I applaud you. That's like awesome, right? Because that's, that's, an, that's an example of being intentional about your marriage. Because God wants your marriage 
to have uh, the benefits of trust and friendship and intimacy. King Solomon, back in the book of Ecclesiastes, wrote this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity everyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Now, you'll hear this passage preached a lot in weddings. It's one of the top three passages as ministers like to share to the bride and groom, especially this last line, the cord of three strands. They'll talk about this bride and groom and, and have these two strands, but the third strand is God. And they would preach and, and exalt them to, to put uh, God in their marriage and weave him in their relationships and their time and, and their family. And because God's in those three strands, it cannot be broken and God will help you. It's a beautiful picture of, of how God wants to intercede for your marriages and, and our marriages and help us to uh, persevere through life. Uh, we see up here, man, two are better than one. A good return for their labor. If one falls down, it reminds me of the vows I took before my wife, Terry. Um, it said, for better and worse, uh, sickness or in health, right? I pledge my love to you. And there's times where there is some sickness. There are some times where it has been worse. And there's times it's been better. But I pledge my love. We're going to be intertwined together holding on to each other with God inside our marriage to see us through. That's God's vision for your marriage. But it doesn't just stop with just hanging on for dear life and just surviving and, and not really enjoying each other. God has something better for your life. And I'm going to offer you some, some tools and a step today. Some tools and steps today. If you, your marriage is doing fine, man, and you're just like rocking, I'm just like, applaud you, way to go, you're awesome, right? But for a lot of people, we need a little bit more um, nuts and bolts, some steps, some hand-holding. Um, sometimes we, we go to counselors, and they might tell you the same things that I'm going to share with you today. But it's going to take some intentionality if you want to have the benefit of friendship in your marriage, because friendship is connected to the foundation of trust, and these two connect to intimacy. We'll talk about that next week. The first step that I want to offer you today is to find a time. Find a time. Now, if we just say time in the suburban culture today, that is hard to find. You want us to do what? Yeah, I want you to find some time to talk together. Find your time. It says you and your spouse. I know that's extremely hard because you got kids and you got careers and you got uh, hobbies. It's really hard. Some might be saying, oh, you're talking about date nights. Uh, not necessarily. Date nights are important. Uh, we just went on one the other night. You know, it's maybe once a month. It's, it's fun times. It, it's good. But what I'm going to be talking to you about is something that would happen weekly. That would be more private. That would be a little bit more deeper than just going to the movie or going out to, to eat. That's important. But this is a time where you're going to build trust. You're going to address some of the wounds that might be um, rattling around in your relationship and these underlying grievances. This time is where we talk about, we have to put it on our, our calendar. 
It's not going to be perfect, but if you want the benefit of friendship, then you got to prioritize it, and you got to find some time. I appreciate what the Apostle Paul was trying to tell to his Christian followers there in Ephesus. Make every effort to keep, in, keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. I think this applies to, to marriages. Are we putting in the effort to keep the unity and the bond of peace? Because a lot of times we're not at peace. A lot of times there is some grievances and there's some hurts and, and we're just blazing all over the place, uh, helping our kids and helping our careers, but we're not taking the effort to build one of the most important aspects of our life and for our family and our children, and that is our marriage, to make every effort. So for the comforts, we've had to make that effort. Uh, some years ago, we were like, okay, we're going to find a time every week. I, you're busy, I'm busy. Why don't you look at your calendars? Where could we find an hour to sit down privately and just discuss some things in our marriage? And, and it's evolved through the years. It doesn't happen every week, but we have our time. Now, if you ask my wife how pitiful, pitiful, pivotal had this been, she says, it's been a game changer. We finally um, prioritized our marriage and uh, we've walked through some steps I'm going to share with you a little bit. But I want to encourage you to find a weekly time to invest in your marriage. Uh, you might have the luxury that you might be both um, working and you can sneak away once a week. You know, let's like Tuesday at lunch, meet someplace or uh, a coffee break that you can get together. It might be that you say, you know, on this day of the week, we're going to get up an hour early before the kids get up. And we're going to just talk about us. We're going to get the cup of coffee, brush our teeth. We're going to have some privacy. It's so key. It's so rich if you're willing to find that time. Uh, there might be after dinner. Uh, now, kids, why don't you go get a screen and watch, uh, I don't know, uh, Bluey and Bingo or something. While mommy and Daddy are going to be talking. And try not to interrupt us because it's so important. It might be on Sunday evenings, right, uh, after dinner. I, I would not suggest to make it late at night. A lot of times we're, we're exhausted late at night. The kids are finally put to bed, but we are spent emotionally. I just um, heard the other day from someone who said, man, me and my wife, we, we, we had a major argument. Yeah, what time of day did that happen? They said, well, it was late at night. I was like, yeah, uh, we've learned not to go there, right? Let's just save it. Let's get some rest. We'll talk about it uh, the next couple of days. But find that time somewhere to prioritize your marriage and that means we have to be patient sometimes. You can go to your spouse. Some are more engaged than others. Some are more motivated than others. And you might say, would you think about this? I'd like for us to find some time during the week that we could just invest in our marriage. Would you get back with me next week? Would you pray about it and, and find that time? Here's some suggestions and be patient. And hopefully you can find that time to develop this benefit of friendship. So what do you do in this time? And by the way, it doesn't have to just be with couples. It can be with some dear friends. Hey, let's get together uh, intentionally. Uh, let's make it a priority to cultivate our friendship. Or maybe you have siblings or, or family members. Uh, these principles can also apply. So if you dig out, carve out that time for your marriage... Uh, what do you say? Well, here's three suggestions for you. This is what uh, Terry and I do. We ask three questions. Number one is what's on your calendar, okay? This is big, okay? 
Uh, some of you already do this. Um, uh, let's sync up our calendars because a lot of times life is going crazy, right? And, and just to be able to say, you know, you remember Johnny's got a your rehearsal on Tuesday night and we got a dentist appointment. And remember, I'm going to be out of town and then we got ball practice here and this and this. If you can get on the same page and in two weeks and three weeks, I would suggest that this takes a lot of headaches out of your marriage. Uh, this will diminish your fights and frustrations by like 30 to 40% if you can just do that. Even if weekly, you're just like, hey, what's coming up in three weeks? What's coming up in three months? If you can discuss that, that's going to be a game changer also to kind of sync up your calendar. Second question, in this time, what are you carrying? What are you carrying? Now, you might be asking that same question. You've been asking yourself, now, Jim, why do you have a backpack on your back? What are you carrying? I got this wonderful idea from a wonderful man named Tim Burnt. He was a family marriage therapist, and he gave a little seminar here at this church, and he shared that everyone is usually carrying someone, something. Everyone usually has a backpack that something is weighing them down. Maybe some, some like heavy rocks that you don't know about. Yeah, we can go through life with our backpack um, we, can, we can manage, but a lot of times something is heavy on our heart. Something is kind of burdensome uh, in, in our mind. You see your spouse, they're like preoccupied, uh, they're kind of uh, aloof or gr- grumpy, and we're not sure why. why. Why are you acting that way? Because we never have the time and the, the private time to say, hey, can you share what's burdening you? Is something worrying you? And a lot of times this is what your spouse wants from you to listen. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm, I'm nervous about our finances. Man, have you seen the, the price of eggs and gas is going up? I'm not sure. And for a spouse to just kind of receive that and, and listen to that, that worry or that issue builds friendship. You might say, you know, there's some rumors going on at the office. Some things might be happening in our company. Your spouse might need to just kind of unload about some of the issues with your kids. You know, I'm worried about their development. I'm worried about their friends. I'm not sure what to do with that. Or or we have some aging parents, and and I love my parents, and and how do we navigate that? And we never take time to have that spot where we can just kind of dialogue and learn about that. And the key to relationships is communication. John Powers said it well. Communication is the lifeblood and heartbeat of every relationship. And I would suggest to you, a lot of times, we don't do communications very well. We don't know how to listen very well. We're always in a rush. We always have answers. We always want to interrupt. At least that's been my track record, right? Next time we know there's frustrations because we're not, we don't have learned how to kind of receive and to listen attentively. Uh, just ask my wife. I don't listen very well. Maybe there's some, uh, some people in, in, in ministry that's figured out that the comfort doesn't learn, uh, listen very well. I remember going to college, I was a communication major. And there was a 300-level class called Interpersonal Communications. Interpersonal Communications. And I was like, I, do I really have to take that? Yes, you do. I went in there, and we're going to teach you how to be good listeners. 
right? That you're going to be attentive and, and have eye contact and your, your posture, your nonverbal all adds up to have, have wonderful interpersonal relationship, right? And I'm thinking to myself, well, who needs this, man? I, I just need to know how to get a career going and make some money and success. Yeah, who, I just did the minimum, right? Interpersonal communication, right? I didn't realize how important that was until later to smack me in my face. It's like, you're not listening very well. I'm like, what? You, you didn't remember. What? 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 Uh, and there's frustrations and there's tensions, not just personally, but also in, even in, in career and ministry-wise, because we're not very good listeners. And through the years, I've had to be intentional about slowing down and listening. You know, guys are notorious for, for wanting to fix problems, right? So here's your wife, and she's emoting about what's happening at the work, and it just seems overwhelming. I'm so frustrated, and the whole time we're like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about doing that? But what you need to do is have a plan, right? And the, and the wife is rolling her eyes, and she's more frustrated, right? Because we, she really doesn't really looking for a fix. Our spouse is not really looking for a fix, right? They want to know, do you understand the feelings, I just need you to know that you're walking with me, that I'm carrying this. There's really, a lot of times there's not an easy answer. Maybe don't even want an answer. They just want to know that you know they're carrying something. And before you know it, there is some bonding. There's some trust that's happening. There's some understanding in this benefit of friendship starts maturing and developing. And I would suggest to you, if we can listen well, if we can ask that question, hey, are you carrying anything? Anything bothering you these days, right? And if you listen well, before you know it, there's friendship. There's intimacy on the backside because there's a trust. There, there's this unity in that marriage. Now this, as you can tell, just doesn't apply to uh, spousal relationships. It also can apply to our own uh, friendships or family members to listen well, and there's the tone, there's the posture of listening well, of asking and caring. Remember, the Apostle Paul said, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. This is where the love is. A bearing. What are you carrying? Listening. Now, for the comfort, some, some weeks it's, hey, do you got anything you're, you're worried about, anything you're carrying? And, and sometimes it's No. Right? No? Okay, we're just kind of checking off, right? Uh, many times it's like, yeah, some, some, something came across my desk, something new cropped up, something maybe on the news or whatever that's worrying us, bothering us. The next thing you know, we're dialoguing, we're having this, this communication. Next thing you know is, is friendship starts flourishing, right? It's a work in progress. Sometimes there's breakthroughs. You're like, wow, I, I didn't know that that was so important to you. I, I just thought you were doing fine in life. I thought you were just making it. And thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that. And that friendship starts to blossom. Now, the third question, it's a little bit more dangerous. Okay. And this question is, is there anything bugging you? What's bugging you? Uh, because there might be some offenses. There might be some issues uh, that they haven't brought up. Um, guys, gals, have you ever found your, your, found your, your spouse kind of giving you the silent treatment? Right, they seem to be uh, distant. Uh, they're just not interested in any kind of uh, physical um, uh, intimacy. Right, and you're like, what gives? Right, they're just kind of holding on to things. Where do you bring that up? Late at night? No. 
right? Out in public, no. But if you have a set of time that you know that on this day, Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever, that you're going to address these issues, you can save it. And in that uh, intimate kind of private setting, hey, man, what is bugging you? And right there, they get a chance to say, well, you know, the other day when you did this or you didn't do this, that really bugged me. That, that harmed me. I've been holding that ever since. And you can kind of lay it on, out on the table of addressing some of these grievances. Now, last week, we talked about these grievances, that we're not very good at, at uh, navigating when we get hurt. A lot of times if we share this, hey, you know what, I'm mad because I just felt like you let me down. Most of the time, pride creeps up and we start defending ourselves. And I can't believe you're saying that, right? And I really didn't do it. And you know, you did it three times more than I. And it's just, it's a big disaster, right? And we don't get close to each other and, and our marriages don't thrive. But if we can learn through Christ's help to humble ourselves. We talked about every time our spouse, see our spouse, when they, when they, um, when they give a grievance, really what they're, they're, they're asking, can I trust you to share this? Are you going to defend yourself and jump down my throat and make me feel worse? And so if you don't take time to build that foundational trust that you can share something and you can trust that I'm not going to just immediately defend it, but I'm going to receive it. I'm going to have to pray about it. Then all of a sudden, there's that trust factor. There's that friendship factor. There's that intimacy factor. And we got to be able to deal with it. And, and the secret sauce there is to pray about it. Now, if you're not into Jesus and you're not taking time with your personal relationship with Jesus and you're just all about yourself and pride, a lot of times there's going to be friction and your marriage is probably not going to get anywhere. Because the human nature is to defend ourselves. But if we're taking time to say, let me pray about that. And the Holy Spirit, with God's help, will say, Jim, you, you know you're not a very good li- listener, right? And you probably did forget that. And you probably did hurt that. Then you can go back and you can say to them, you know, I, I prayed about it. Maybe let me, let's get back next week. I'll pray about that. Think about it. And, and you could say, man, man I'm sorry. I, I probably did. I, I forgot to ki- pick up the kids and embarrass you, whatever, right? Would you please, with God's help, forgive me? And if you don't know, know that kind of pathway, we talked about that last week, you're welcome to go back on our archives and our messages and, and listen to that and take some notes. But see, you got to learn how to share grievances. The Apostle Paul talks about speaking truth in love. If you're just mad and, and you're just coming after him, right, that's just going to inflame that disagreement. Uh, King Solomon gave some great wisdom in Proverbs 15. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So what's our tone? Are, are we attacking or are, are, we bringing, bringing, are we being gentle and with grace? We've found and we have learned that there's a grievances like we, we try to start with some positive things and say, you know, I know you've been busy. I know you got a lot of things going on. You probably didn't mean this, but uh, the other day when you said this or you, you did this, it just made me feel worthless. And I felt like I wasn't very valuable, but I know that we love each other and we're going to do our best to uh, have a, a marriage that thrives. See, that's a whole different um, tone and strategy than this saying, man, I'm mad. I can't believe you were a jerk and you were just, you're a big jerk and you do it all the time. Just that whole tone makes a difference. But you gotta be able to ask that question. Hey, is there anything bugging you? 
and allow them to speak it. I shared last week that a lot of times in marriages through the years, we kind of build up walls brick by brick. Oh, yes, we're on the same roof. Yes, we're still married to each other. Yes, we might even love each other. But because of this wall of hostility that's never been addressed, it just stays there. Now, one way is to go to a, a marriage therapist to help you break down that wall. Um, sometimes you can do it yourself by asking this question, and it's going to take time, and, and you have to maybe address these things brick by brick. But if you have trust, you're willing to put the time in to address it brick by brick. There's this friendship, this ease. Before you know it, that wall starts coming down. I believe, my friends, that, that the devil doesn't want us to uh, thrive. I, I believe that you might have friction in your marriage and there might be some risk dissatisfaction in your marriage, not to mention the threat of affairs and stuff like that because the devil doesn't want us to enjoy life. And what God put together and wants you to thrive, the devil's going to war against us. So don't be surprised if this week and next week that you're going to have some conflicts. And, you know, Jim told us to do this and this and that. It's not working, right? You can just expect that. But don't give up. Hang in there. So these three questions. Hey, would you have time once a week that we could walk through these three questions? Let's sync up our calendar. I want to know if you're, if you're worried about something. What are you carrying? And, man, if there's anything that's bugging you. And for us... Sometimes we're like, hey, everything's good. And sometimes it's like, hey, we need to talk about this. Now, inside our 45-minute talk, we're always going to try to learn something, all right? Try to learn something. Learn together. In other words, find a source uh, to help navigate your marriage and improve your marriage. Now, you can go to a therapist. That's awesome. Do that. If you need some therapy, some counselors, uh, contact me. That We know some great Christian counselors that have helped a lot of couples to improve their marriage. Sometimes there are sources out there that you can do it yourself. For instance, uh, when we just said we're going to improve our marriage, like it or not, Let's find our time. Let's find our source. This is the first uh, book that we started. It was by a, a local um, marriage counselor, uh, Lanny Law and his wife. It's called God Knows Marriage Isn't Always Easy. God Knows Marriage. I said, this is for us, right? Uh, 12 ways to add zest, right? So here's the deal. Would you be willing to read a chapter? I read a chapter. And then on our set time, we're going to talk about that chapter. So let's, let's start there. Right, And all of a sudden, I'm reading, she's reading by themselves. And we come back and we ask those three questions. And we're like, well, what would what, you learn from chapter three? Right, And, and there's some dialogue because now we got this trust. Now we're building some, some friendship. Somewhere, like, like Toby Max says, somewhere you got to start someplace. Now, it doesn't always have a book. I, I have three or four books that we've been through. And, and it's not always been through books. There's maybe been some articles, been some podcasts uh, up here on the screen. There's a, a couple of options I'm going to show you that a lot of ministries out there, uh, for instance, Focus on the Family, one of my favorites. You can go online. They have podcasts. They've got a gazillion different resources from, from kids to finances to, to marriage. You just type in the search bar. Family Life Today is a great, uh, they're kind of like focused on the family. In fact, they have a podcast where I got this idea. It's called Marriage with Benefits. I mean, it talks about everything. You can listen to that while you're mowing the grass or, or, or going to work, whatever. Uh, the YouVersion app. Most of you know, how many of you have YouVersion on your phone? The Bible on your phone, right? Uh, Terry and I have said, okay, this is our time. We, we go to um, the YouVersion and we... Do a Bible plan, something on marriage. They got a whole bunch of 
marriage plans, seven day, eight day, or eight week, whatever. And so we're going we're gonna to read that on our own. And then we're going to come in that set time and we're going to say, what was the third devotional thing about it? What we found is a lot of times these are they're pretty cool, man. They got like uh, videos uh, connected to them, some professional marriage counselors. And all of a sudden we just sit it on the, the kitchen table and we're listening to this guy and he's teaching or she's teaching our marriage and listening into it. And, and it's been a game changer. Um, it's helped us greatly discover, discover different things about each other. Maybe I didn't realize that you have this personality trait. I have this personality trait. Uh, how do we uh, manage some of these techniques of sharing some difficult things? Uh, some have taught us about personal safety needs. So my safety needs are, are this and that. Uh, her safety needs, I didn't realize that this was super important to you, right? And so when we let a third party teach us, rather through a book, a podcast, uh, a video, it helped so much in our, in our life. In fact, uh, we also offer uh, Right Now Media through our church. Uh, you can go to Right Now Media, and here's an example of all the difference. This is search bar marriage. I mean, it's a treasure trove. Uh, some of our life groups do some of these, but for Terry and I, it's like, well, let's look at one of these. Uh, you know, well, uh, let's, uh, let's pick this one here. Check that out. Marriage Made New. What do you, what do you think? You think that, oh, that's an eight-week series, four-week series, and that's what we do to teach ourselves to learn together. Now, here's what's special about it. These guys, with God's help, these people are, are, are speaking into our marriage, and they're speaking into us. And if we have a humble heart, a lot of times we have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn. Yes, I'm a preacher guy. Yes, I know the Bible. But a lot of times I don't know the nuances when it comes to relationships and marriages. And also some of these experts, right? Uh, uh, keep calm and marry on, right? And if I have an open heart... Next thing I know, our marriage starts flourishing because I'm humble, I'm learning. I really like what the psalmist said, 139, 23, <clears throat> this scripture here. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. My friends, if you want your marriage to improve, if you want your marriage to thrive, if you want your life to improve and your life to thrive, then you gotta pray this prayer, search me, God. Know my heart. A lot of people are stuck right there. I got it together. I don't need God. <clears throat> I can figure everything out. I don't know why my marriage is not flourishing. But if we have a change of heart and say, God, search me. Maybe there are some things in my heart. Know if I have any anxious thoughts. Could I submit to you that a lot of times there's friction in our marriage because there's anxiety. There's anxiety bubbling underneath. This is why we say, hey, what are you caring? What are you anxious about? Where are you worried about? And we share that. See if there's any offensive way in me. Would we have a surrendered heart enough to say, God, am I hurting my spouse and I don't even know it? Is there some offensive tones? <clears throat> is there some, some actions or non-actions that I do that is offending my, my spouse? Search me. Change me. And lead me into the way everlasting. God's heart is for you to have an abundant life. God's heart is for you to have a life-giving, uh, intimate relationship, marriage uh, with your spouse. But a lot of times we're not willing to learn. We're not learning. And a lot of times I've had to come under conviction and say, you know what? I didn't know that. I, no wonder she's upset. No wonder we're not flourishing because I wasn't willing to learn. But if I take time to learn, 
especially uh, through these marriage things. Next thing you know, man, we're both learning. And here's something that's kind of exciting. If you, have you ever wanted your spouse to get something? You tried to present something to them and say, do you understand? And all of a sudden, they don't receive it. They get defensive and how dare you? And you didn't do this right. But as soon as a third party person brings it up and someone else, a lot of times they're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. And you're thinking, that's what I've been trying to tell you, right? And that's what your spouse is trying to tell you, but it's your pride. Uh, and a lot of times when we have these third-party experts, they can teach us stuff. And next thing you know, you're like, yeah, I, I see that. Let's try that. Let's encourage each other with that. So that's kind of the, the formula that Terry and I do. We go through these questions, and then we're always going to have somebody teaching us privately. At the end, we kind of discuss it and fess up and like, wow, that's true. Let's, let's try some of these next steps in our marriage, right? And then finally, we pray. Now, a lot of times, this is awkward for us to pray privately, right? Uh, uh, to pray out loud. But guys, especially if you could take the lead, or women, if you could take the lead, um, there might be some confession. There might be say, God, just help our marriage. We don't know what we're doing. This is awkward, but we need your help. You just pray over them. Man, all of a sudden, there's trust. There's friendship. There's intimacy because your spouse hears you praying. And God is that third core cord that is inside your marriage. See, friendship in marriage requires intentionality. And I pray that you would make the time, find the time to improve your marriage by having that often as you can. I know people travel. I know schedules could be wonky. But if you say, okay, let's look at our calendar. We're going to make it a priority. We're going to get up early or we're going to set the kids in their room or whatever. And we're going to make this time. I would almost guarantee you, you're over time, your marriage will improve. Even if you're not married, you take time to learn. Find that friend. Hey, what's going on in your life? Anything bugging you? Uh, what's happening? How can I carry the load with you? That relationship is going to improve. Now, like I said, we know that the enemy doesn't want us to flourish. We know that there might be some walls of hostility and distrust in your marriage. And brick by brick, it takes some time. I'm going to encourage you to take baby steps. I'm going to encourage you to chip away. I'm going to encourage you not to give up. It is worth it. We don't need any more divorces. We don't need any more sour relationships. Your kids want to see you flourish. If you did anything, do it for your kids to see mom and dad loving each other. Mom and dad maybe holding hands. Mom and dad smiling and giggling at each other because they have taken some, taken some time to care for one another. I appreciate this quote. A successful marriage requires feeling in love, falling in love many times, always with the same person. Falling in love with the same person, and it's going to take some time. Maybe not this week, but next week. And we're going to be committed to each other to keep going and building that marriage that has benefits of trust, friendship, and intimacy. Now, here's your homework for next, this next week, all right? I want you to, to search and find a resource, right? Search and find a resource. Uh, you're welcome to go to our uh, website, uh, or you can even look at this slide right here and take a picture of it because there's a QR code right here that will get you immediately to 
our, our website for Right Now Media. We're able to provide this resource uh, for you free because you give generously to our church. And so we pay the fee for this large multimedia um, platform for you from spiritual life groups to, to marriages. So find a resource. If you don't want to go to Right Now Media, go to YouVersion. Uh, find yourself a book on Amazon, uh, uh, some Christian uh, marriage uh, principles. And second thing, find your time. Find your resource. Go to your spouse and say, would you be willing to think about us getting together weekly for 45 minutes to carve out time that we could just improve our marriage? I love you. I believe in you. We're not going anywhere but I want a better marriage. Would you find some time on your calendar that's built it into our busy life? God wants our marriages to thrive and it's going to take some intentionality. I want to encourage you to stand and we'll pray. Remember after service, if you're new to our church, if you want to grab your kids, uh, come in later to our discovery class. We'll be meeting right down here just to look behind the scenes of the, the Faithbrook Church. So good that you guys are worshiping with us today and even online. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we're so thankful that you care about marriages. Uh, your will is that marriages would thrive. Your, your will is that people would not just have to tolerate each other and just coexist like roommates in marriages, but there can be a benefit. There can be a, a love and a, a relationship that we grow together that we start discovering each other better. We start realizing how we can talk to each other better and, and listen better and communicate better. And before you know it, God, your heart is for us, friendships and trust to flourish in our marriage. And Father, there might be some people here that their marriage didn't make it. Uh, there's some, some pain and some brokenness. But God, would you just remind them that they are very valuable to you? Uh, that you want to build them up um, as, as a, a single person, God, that they can flourish as a person, not even if they're married. Uh, there might be new days in the future, so encourage them, heal them, help them, God, uh, because we are all uh, trying to journey together, hopefully being followers of Christ. And I pray for these marriages, God, that they would not settle. They would just not say, well, we're just too busy we don't need any improvement, God, but they would not settle. They would strive and be intentional about improving their marriage. We love you. We need you. We pray all these things in your holy name. Amen and amen.